All right, let's go. Rich Pod, Father and Son Podcast, <laughs> Episode One. What are we about? Sports fans, father and son, father more knowledgeable, you know, so <laughs> let the son try to act like he is. But what do we do? We love sports, avid fans, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is. That's what we love. So we talk about it all. We talk about life. We're Christians. We love just filling everything in, you know, and talking making our conversation to the masses and hope y'all enjoy it. Um, we'll say a little bias with where we were born and raised. So love the Bucks, love the Packers, the Brewers, you know, all the Wisconsin stuff. But at the same time, we love all sports and all teams. So let's get it. Intros, you know, of course, I'm the father, even though I might look young, um, but, you know, <laughs> I'm the one that's usually debating with the son because I'm a lot old school when it comes to sports and what I see and what I do, you know, and how I react. But, you know, you'll see as we go along, I I, I tend to be the, the, the fossil and look at things the way they was played in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s because that's what I'm used to. So I'll let uh son introduce himself and we'll go from there. Yeah, he definitely has a old school feel to everything, which you guys will see. This podcast has been a long time in development, finally getting it going after a while, sweating me all the time about it. Finally get the first episode out. It's good. I think this episode we're gonna start the basketball side of things. I think we both agree basketball is our probably favorite sport. Yeah, uh, yeah. I probably should have been playing professionally, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You hear that a lot too. <laughs> Man. So why why are you not playing professionally? Well, I said probably. So you know that that means that there's a lot of factors behind it. Uh, but we could talk about that at a later date. Yeah. So with basketball, like you said, being you know favorite sport. It's a lot of basketball action going on these days. Uh, you know, I think when I think about it and start talking about it, I'm just so intrigued by all the coaching that were fired, the new hires, how things are going, you know, how they're going to be. Um, I think the one that most surprised me was my man Monty Williams out in Phoenix. You know, I know the expectations was high, but you know, it happened. You know, I, I don't know if it's ever been a time in NBA history that what was it? Because it was him, Bud, Nick, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse, so all the one NBA coaches. Well, hold on, and Vogel. We no Vogel, well, no, got, Vogel hired. Get, he yeah, he got, got hired. He just got hired. But um, all them that went to the finals and won championships and just out the door. That's Monty that's, Williams. He didn't win no championship. Well, he got to the finals. He didn't win. So he, but he was one step away. Yeah. But when you so, have a team with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Cameron Durant, I think DeAndre Ayton, I think you're expected to win. He didn't hold up to that standard. But they didn't <laughs> have a whole year. I mean, Durant missed more games than he played. And, you know, they, they ran into a juggernaut. 
I mean, let's look at it. We can look at the finals now. I mean, who if you looked at the beginning of the in training camp in October, and once the season got going late October, uh, you know, November all through you know the summers, who would have picked Denver and Miami to be in the finals right now? I don't, I don't no. Denver, maybe. Nobody was picking the Heat most likely, but they were just coming off a um Eastern Conference championship. Or no, Eastern Conference appearance, finals appearance. So, expect all they did was lose PJ Tucker. So, I think their expectations were still fairly high. Just the way the season went down. Of course, you are gonna give them more credit than this dude. They just, I'm not. They playing hard. It's they time. But let's just be honest here. Nobody expected to see them there. They didn't expect to see themselves there. But you know, they there. Can't deny them. Um, as, as, as of right now, it's two, one nuggets, you know, last night, we got to give it to it. When you think about it, you have to give it to, um, the whole team as a whole, like your courses, Jokic is Murray, you know, what they did last night. But a lot of times we don't give credit to the other players that are making a big impact. You got the rookie that came off the bench. If you looked at that rookie in last night game, what, Brown? Christian Brown, yeah. You look at him in last night game, you can't tell me he wasn't a six-year NBA player. <laughs> a vet. He had a good game. He gave Jimmy Butler a few buckets every time I looked at Well, and, and that's the thing about it. That's all he needed. He just needed that spurt. The game before, your, your favorite player. Duncan Robinson came in and, and gave the heat. He gave the heat a big boost. So how's Duncan Robinson my favorite player? Well, he, okay, he's not your favorite player, but, you know, I like you got to give Robinson. him some credit. Because all he is known is just catch and shoot. You see, yeah. I've, all the years watching him, you see him driving, doing things that he's never done. Yeah. And you, you got to give it to the heat. I mean – I don't want to give it to him because, like I said, I'm, I'm, I can't lie, you know, and said that, you know, my team. Because they beat the Bucks. Well, yeah. They didn't, well, they didn't just beat them. They embarrassed them while beating them. I mean, does it matter if you lose the series? <laughs> if you lose it 4-0, 3-1, or, when you know. The, when or you're the four. number one seed with the best record in the NBA and best player in the world, in my opinion. Well, it's probably Jokic now is the best player in the world, the way he's playing. See, 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 that's where I have a problem, too. That's the new age thinking versus the old school thinking. Do you think the years, back in the, I know we're going to travel back, when Jordan was playing. That wasn't they, a lot. Between that little spell, I think, when the Rockets won, you know, two years between, you know, the, the um, you know, the three peats, wasn't it the Rockets, I think? Yeah. So you telling me during that time that all of a sudden Elijah Wan was the best player in the world and Jordan wasn't? Yeah. Jokic is playing right now. Giannis ain't. Giannis is making YouTube videos about his closet tour while Jokic is finna win a finals MVP in the ring. And Giannis just did it two years ago. Let's not forget, my man. Let's not I'm forget. I'm not forgetting it. We were sitting there watching it together. I'm not forgetting it. You just can't downplay that Jokic is probably the best player in the world right now. He's not the best it's player between in the world. him and Giannis. He's a great player. <laughs> He's playing 
great basketball. He's always played great basketball. But, okay, let's look at it from a complete player. Yes, he don't play no defense. That's all it is. Okay. No deep. He do. He played. He had two any, blocks last night. Those those were the kind <laughs> of blocks that you say are give me blocks because he's right there. So you say give me that because he can't do anything else. Yeah. He's what he's, seven feet six eleven six eleven. Okay, seven feet. You might as well say first player in NBA history to have a thirty point triple double. And five minutes later. His teammate was the second player in NBA history to have a. Well, I mean, he was kept out there to get that last rebound. I don't yeah, care what nobody. Definitely, said. they left him out there for way too but, long. But I mean, Miami did start making a run towards the end. That's probably going to propel them into Game Four. Yeah, I think Miami probably wins Game Four. That's where I'm just finish it too. off. I think the Nuggets finish it off the last two games after Miami wins Friday. Wins Game I disagree what, Four. With you. I disagree. Like I said, I, I think the Heat have had an excellent run. I think the Heat have played above their heads, but they played together as a team. Most people, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, thought the Bucks probably would sweep them. Then when they got past the Bucks, it was like, okay, well, New York presents a challenge from so what, so it'll go. Then Boston. I mean yeah. – you know, so they've proven it's just I like didn't the think NFL. They were gonna beat Boston. Huh? I didn't think they were gonna beat Boston. Okay, Brad. Boston probably didn't think either. <laughs> you know, but that's what happened. And so now everybody's sitting around like yeah, you know it. I've been saying it since day one. Okay, yeah, they won that, but they ain't getting past them. Yeah, they won that, but they ain't getting past them. Yeah, they won that, but they ain't getting past them. And they've proven me wrong every time. But I can honestly say this time, all I said, I, I'm just giving my opinion. When you look at the Denver Nuggets as a whole team, you have Jokic, you have Murray. But when you look at look at what Gordon is doing to Butler, yeah. when Gordon is on Butler, he's doing nothing. Jim Butler still had almost 30 last night. Was most of them scored on Gordon? I'm not saying that's what know. any – with any at first, player. they started out, Gordon wasn't even on them at first. That's why I was a little confused. They had Kyle Pope who fouled out the game before trying to guard them. I just That's don't get why coaches, they see something that works, and then it goes away from it. So, We're like, trying next to throw game, shots at my man Bud. No, no, no. It's all the coaches. So, like, it'll be next game. You've seen the high pick and roll Murray and Jokic was running. That was just all day, all game. Now, if they don't come out trying to do the same thing in game four, it's just something with NBA coaches where they just see something work and they just completely veer away from it. I just don't understand. Yeah, well, I think it's too much thinking goes into that. They they are so – their mindset is so that the other coach has made adjustments to that, so let's do something different. You yeah. know, when back in my day, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if they can't stop it, you keep doing it. You know, it's it's just like, you know, it's it's like in football. If we jump to that with New England, you know, they going to keep doing it. I mean, what was that game? I, I You know, I'd be off with the mirror, but you the stats guy. What was that game where they ran and didn't throw the ball at all? 
Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was a Monday night game in Buffalo. <laughs> they ran the ball like I think they only threw the ball probably like three times. Yes. Game. And what happened? If I they couldn't they stop it, yeah. if they can, you keep doing it. So that that's the old Belichick is old school. You know, he he don't got to have you know fifty throws, four hundred yards, six touchdowns. If he throw three times, and they run. 57 times <laughs> and they win. That's what it is. Like I said, I'm not debating. I mean, I'm not the type, even though y'all think I am, I'm not the type that's going to say I'm just living in the past and all that. I mean, it's a, the game has changed. The game changed from the 60s to the 90s. So it keeps changing. 60s. You weren't even born in the 60s. You weren't watching basketball. I'm just saying the game changed. I'm not saying I was there to see the change, but I just know it changed. Were you watching Kareem growing up? Me and my dad, we have a big discourse on uh, Kareem. He calls it disrespect. I call it reality. I I respect, I get Kareem was the all-time leading scorer before this past year. I respect they only, what, one three-pointer, two three-pointers his whole career. Thank you. I'm looking at it from a Bucks standpoint. I don't like the way he left the Bucks and his respect with the Bucks. He showed up the year the Bucks won a championship. The Bucks were down what? I think two overs Brooklyn. Kareem got on ESPN and said the Milwaukee Bucks have no chance at winning. They're basically going home. But then who was there in the front row in the NBA finals sitting next to Oscar Robinson? So okay. Let me ask you this then. So, I'm not saying he didn't say that. I don't remember hearing that. He definitely did. (laughs) But what I will say, okay, if he said it, but how many people, okay, just like we were talking a little while ago, how many people said Miami will get swept by this team? Miami will get swept by this team. Are you talking about your man Kendrick Perkins? I remember him saying him. All of them sat on that panel. When the Bucks lost that that uh, first game, was getting blown. I said this series is over. When Brooklyn won them two games, it wasn't just yeah. Kareem. Every national sports writer and <laughs> broadcaster wrote the team off. So and even even apparently Bucks players, the Bucks bench, Jeff T. Bryn Forbes, <clears throat> thought it was over too, and they were on the team. Yeah, and they was just talking. I bet you they yeah. didn't say that that year. They waited until they was gone. Yeah. So it's probably talking to each other because they ain't really played much on the bench. So. Yeah. But they still got the ring. Like Jeff Teague said himself, he just came in, got a A on the group project. He ain't did that. Hey, but no, let's let's take a little back now. Teague, I mean, he didn't play big minutes, but he played. See, that's another <clears> thing about the old school. No, this is all Jeff Teague did in the Bucks playoff run. I think it was game six versus the uh, Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. He came in and hit two back-to-back threes. Or it was game five, I think. Or four. That's all he did. That's all he did. All playoff run. No. Got in during no. the Nets series, what they do. Kyrie went right at him. During the Suns series, Chris Ball, giving them buckets. That's why he didn't play. That, 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 hey, everybody entitled to their opinion. I'm not saying... He was, you know, Giannis of the team, (laughs) but he was there and he made a difference. And if you want to talk about Forbes, 
take away Forbes in the Miami series in the championship year? I didn't say nothing about Forbes, but Forbes became unplayable after that first series. He didn't play against the Nets? No. Because as soon as he got in, boom, Kyrie going right in. Dude's getting scored on by Landry Shamit in that series. Okay, well, he, 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 you know, it's few. Didn't play versus the Hawks or versus the Suns. Right, let's, okay. let's get out the pass. Let's get out yeah, the pass. Yeah, let's get out the pass, but, you know, we only went to the pass. You gotta because... respect. I said I respect Kareem, but I don't like the, the way he was moving that finals round with the Bucks. It was just didn't sit well with me as a Milwaukee native. It didn't you do well. know, okay, that because of Kareem, the city had the only other championship 50 years prior, right? I understand that. Oscar Robson had a big part of it, too. Oh, plenty of players did. But you knew, do know Kareem was the driving force. Yeah, I'm aware of that. He was a generational talent in a, in a league where it wasn't much talent. That's another argument. That's what <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, We went back and forth with that. Okay, all compared right. Compared to, what do you think? I don't know how much you watch. This is an interesting topic I see. I know you watch 90s. So what do you think? Give me LeBron's stat line in the line, 90s. Prime LeBron, Miami Heat LeBron, or 2016 LeBron with the Cavs. What is he averaging in the 1990s? He would be over 20 points, probably. Over 30. No. He would be over 20 points. In the 90s? Yeah. With, with players the likes of who in what's the it? 90s? What's that That's dude just... that was with the Bulls and Knicks? Charles Oakley. That dude is a scrub. Charles Oakley? Okay. Scrub. But see, that's the difference in the 90s when you had the Bulls, when you had the Heat, when you had, I'm talking about some of the Pistons, the Bad Boys. Well, they was more late 80s, early 90s. But do you think LeBron is just coming through dunking? Yeah. Or shooting those. See the yeah. difference back then. It wasn't no um, little touch fouls and and they blow on you and you fly into the front row. You know, you do that back in them days. You just getting scored on, and even the ref look at you like, "Get up, time to go." Hey. So he's averaging twenty points. I'm not gonna take away because he's a talent. I mean, at what thirty eight years old, he's still doing what he's doing, but. If it was in that time period, it just ain't happening. I'm sorry. So, against that time period. Yeah. So, I I think Jordan's the GOAT. That's a big topic between him and LeBron. Because if Jordan came in at 17, but I don't think Jordan probably wasn't as good as LeBron as he was at 17. But just say Jordan played all the years. I mean, Jordan was what? I don't want to bring up the corny story about him getting cut in high school, but at 17, Jordan probably wasn't as good as LeBron James was. That's debatable. Michael Jordan came in at 22. Right. He needed like three, four years in college, two, three years in college. LeBron came in fresh off high school graduation, dropping 20 in the NBA. A different, what was he? In 2003. 04? Fresh out the 90s. Uh, that's the early 2000s. So, so 
a lot of the players <clears throat> from the 90s, the rough and tough and rugged. I mean, it was rough and tugged in the 2000s too. I mean, there's some rough and tugged, tough, rough when tugged now. But I'm not saying LeBron wouldn't be a star in that time period. But you're saying he's going to average 30 points. I'm telling you that's not going to happen. Why not? Uh, this I, I like see clips and stuff of the defense back then. It's not as tough as y'all said it. <laughs> so because you watch one or two clips <laughs> and, and you see a couple play, you saying, well, you know what, if it ain't that tough, ask Jordan going against the Knicks. Ask Jordan going against the um the uh the the Pistons. Ask Jordan going against uh I can't even think offhand. Or ask some of them teams. You've seen them. You go up for a layup, thinking it is bam, you on the floor. Yeah, but y'all make it seem like that happened every possession. There's a few few in betweens where that happened, and that's just bad basketball. That's just bad basketball. Business. Oh. It's bad basketball, but it's okay basketball that everybody, you can't even make a move, and if you hit, run into somebody, they flop on the ground. This is bad basketball, too. Okay, thank you. Because I prefer the um, old school style rather than now because I think my, my favorite player is Giannis, and I see him get fouled numerous times and get nothing called, but I, I think with the whole flopping like a player like Jimmy Butler, his foul calls are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. I respect him as a player, but it gets to some point when you're watching the game and you're saying, let the game dictate the game. Yeah. yeah. I seen the clip yesterday during the game. Gave it and shot a three. Bruce Brown went, ran contest. He probably touched him like this. And Gabe Vincent flopped all on the ground, flailed his arms, <laughs> and it got called for a foul. That's just not basketball. And what I don't like is what it's teaching the kids, the younger generation. You know, I blame the NBA for that, for allowing that. Yeah. I, so. hey, as much as, you know, it wasn't the flopping aspect, but what it was was is all that hand checking and stuff. They did it because of Iris. So, you know, because Iverson had the skills and can get by, they they did all that. They made some change. I mean, you got to change the game, just like football. You got to change. Some of that stuff is outrageous. You got to change. I get it protecting players. I get it doing all this. But at some point, you have to let the game be dictated. To me, I would almost prefer that they didn't call no fouls in the last minute of a game. <laughs> As a rule, that, that should be a rule. As a rule. Wow. Let the, if it's no a close fouls. game, but then I know that opens up a whole yeah, that's, can that's of a, worms. That's a bad idea. Well, that's why I'm not <laughs> in the league. I'm not in the front office. I'm not, you know, in New York at the what the center that make the rules, whatever they call it. That's why I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. So well, 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 let, let, let's hit on the topic. I mean, of, we are. We're we're way veered out of the topic, so we might as well continue it off topic and save these topics for our next episode. Hey. Our next our next episode will be a more Bucks centric topic topics. 
because right. we're just all over the place now well, for our first day. And, so. and, and, and we should be because I'm going to make this finals prediction. This and I'm going to say predictions. my finals prediction that it's going to be the Nuggets in five. You don't think the Heat win another game? I don't think the Heat win another game. My initial prediction was Nuggets in five. But I don't know. You just Eric Spolstra is a good coach. The team is well coached. They just don't have the talent. They're just missing the talent. There's not enough talent on that team. They shouldn't be in the finals and they know that. Hold on. What's dictating the talent level if they're in the finals and twenty eight other teams are not? I understand that. But look at a team like the Nuggets. Jokic, Murray, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. Um, who's there? Bruce Brown. Every other single team will take them on their team. Look at the Heat starting lineup. Don't know other NBA teams on Kyle Lowry. Every NBA team will take Jimmy Butler, bam. Who else? Kevin Love is the reason why he got cut. Who else? Martin is just having an absurd playoff run. He was cut. They just have people that nobody wanted, and they developed them into good players. So let me ask you this, then. You said no talent, but the talent has to be there in order for them to be where they are now. So you can say that they're – or you're going to say they're playing above their heads. Way above their heads. And Uh, I think if Eric Spolstra was coaching the Denver team, the series would have been over. Well, it would have been over Friday. It would have won in four. Hmm. I disagree. So are you downplaying Mike Malone's coaching ability? No, Mike Malone's a good coach too, but Eric Spolstra's a bad one. Why? Because he has more he has rings? No. Because if you look at it, when he won his rings, look at the talent that he had. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's talent. Okay, but it's between okay, I'm a backtrack on that. I'm not gonna even say talent. Look at the stars he had. We're not even talking what? about talent. You LeBron, got Dwayne Wade, Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. Yeah, you don't have to do much coaching with that. Thing. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. don't say he's a great coach. Yeah, I think he is. Look what team I mean, he has in the finals right now. Huh? We both know this team should have been out in the first round to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yet here they are, three games away from an NBA championship. Yeah. I think that has to do with the players playing out of their mind, right? And then the coaching. So let's jump back on a topic. Is it so much that Spolstra has been great? Let's just take the first round really quick. Has Was it that Spolstra was such a great coach or that Bud didn't make the proper adjustments? Because okay. if well, you want to say from talent-wise, of course the Bucks had more talent, right? Yeah. So right. this is what I saw. I think it was game two, after game two, where the Bucks won dominating the paint. What did the Heat start doing? They start. They don't have a real true point guard. I think well, Drew Holiday is a point guard, but like they start pressuring the ball as soon as they get it. It was so long ago, you probably don't even remember, but it flipped in Game Three. That's when the whole series flipped when they started pressuring the ball. Chris Middleton, as soon as he crossed half court, Gabe Vincent was right in his face. You remember Gabe Vincent was giving Middleton problems. 
not what shouldn't have happened. Yeah, no, because yeah. Middleton was dropping twenty two six and six on good efficiency on one knee. So I can't say that, but that them pressuring the ball didn't let them get into none of the offense or not. Not that the Bucks ran much offense anyway. Okay, yeah. So but that's just a little minor adjustment that flipped the whole series. That's something Bud would do. Bud just right. sticks to what he does. And that's the problem. But so that's why I'm saying like Spolstra will make the adjustments. You see what they're doing now, you know, with zoning. You know, yeah. they eating them up in the zone because they yeah, shoot. Yeah, need to get you out know? of it. So but I would say to me still, you give the Heat their credit. They're in the finals. You can't take that away. You can't say that they paid their way into the final. They're playing good. I mean, I love the story. I love to see undrafted players or players that people said wouldn't do nothing and all that that come to this forefront. Just look at the in this series in the on the Heat team. You got Gabe Vincent, undrafted uh, Martin. Which one? The Martin is he? Kobe, Caleb, I think. Caleb Martin, yeah. undrafted. Um, Robinson already got his money. Undrafted. Uh, yeah, and High Smith. Undrafted. You know, um, who else? Dunk, you know, all these people. You think they're not going to get paid now? Yeah. And I that's what it's Struce, about. Struce. Yeah, Struce. Was he undrafted both... or Philly drafted him, right? No, I think he was undrafted and he was with Boston. They cut him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's so, just a team look full at undrafted. Them. And then look, Hero is out. You know, we know Hero ain't going to come in and lock down on defense, but he's going to get 15 <laughs> points, you know. Yeah. And he's a, you know, Wisconsin native, so we are, we'll throw him a little support. But no. He, huh? You ain't going to throw him a little support? Wisconsin don't like Hero. I don't have a problem with him, but because you know he committed to Wisconsin and then decommitted and went to Kentucky, I think. So Wisconsin don't like Hero. <laughs> That's his personal choice. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, he can do it. I don't either. have a problem with him. I mean, like I said, my thing is they made a name for themselves. They're going to be in a better position to take care of their families long term. I mean, you know, this probably won't be their year. I'm not going to say it probably won't be their year, but the experience is going to be great. Yeah. So, because I, I think mean, this. They've what was what did Lante, my brother, he said the last three out of the four years the Heat been in the conference finals. Twenty twenty. I don't know who they I think they played Boston twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one, that was the Bucks year. Twenty twenty two swept in the first round. Yeah. Then twenty twenty two was them versus Boston. Then this year them versus Boston. So them and Boston been the matchup three out of the last four years. In the finals. Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. So hold on, the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble that they, they won. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was them. Okay. They All went right. to play the Lakers. So All right. Well, you know. If you look at them teams, there's not much talent on it. Oops. So you gotta give Spolster and that staff some respect. That's why I was hoping the books at least looked into Chris Quinn. They uh assistant head coach of the Miami Heat. Well, yeah, he, he'll he'll get his opportunity when when <laughs> when the time comes, but you know, the Bucks made the right hire. Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Adrian Griffin. I, I don't think a lot of people because 
I had even said, you know, been good if they could have got nurse. But you're looking at a man like, and I think that's why could be wrong wasn't there. I think that's why Giannis he stuck out. You know, according to reports, he stuck out in that interview with Giannis because it's nothing like a former player. Yeah, and a former player that laid out. I mean, if you listen to his press conference, offense is great, but we're gonna be defense, and then we can't knock with Bud's defense. They was top five, what, most of his years? <laughs> but it all was love them. Huh? You say probably all love them. Right. But it was good team defense. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of individual. I mean, you take away Brooke, of course, in the paint. You know, Drew is going to do his thing. You know, Giannis. Uh, but other than that, well, you got Carter and, you know, different things. But Adrian Griffin, when you look at him as a player, even though he was a journeyman, Everywhere he went, he was just tough nose, defensive player. No, oh, speaking of Carter, I'll probably say this for the next episode. We hit thirty minutes already, but you know, they I seen a report that he's going to decline his player option, test free agency. Bucks can't bring him back. Well, that's going to be a big loss yeah. because <laughs> I really wanted to see him. Um, like I said, we'll save it. But I wanted to see him, Bobby. I'm I'm really excited for Marjan's second year. I seen he's going over to Greece to work with Giannis. Yeah. I think that's going to be really. So that shows he also ain't going nowhere. Who? Marjan. Oh yeah, he ain't going nowhere. I think when you look at Brown from Denver in the playoffs and just throughout the year. You know, you have these hard-nosed coaches that just rookies not going to break my rotation. And I don't blame Bud when you have a rotation full of veterans and all that, you know. But you can't not do that. You know, my problem was I don't think Bud actually tried stuff. As far as just from the untrained eye, as Eric Spolster said, untrained eye of a person just watching the games. I don't think Bud even tried, like Jimmy Butler. He didn't even try to throw anything else at him. It was just Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday. And I'm sure Drew loved the challenge, yeah. but he would have wanted some help. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, we can't always, always do it. I mean, some of the greatest defenders in, in, in you know, NBA history, if you're talking one-on-one, I mean – I like to say my man Kobe was a, just a tenacious defender. You know, regardless. I mean, you got other ones, but if they need help, if one player, of course, they're going to pull him away and say, I got him. But if I got him and he's still dropping 40 on my head <laughs> as a coach, I'm going to say, yeah, you might got him, but we're going to give you help. We're going to yeah. try somebody different. Look at the Nuggets series. You got Aaron Gordon. You got Caldwell Pope. You got Jeff Green on them. You get what I'm saying? You got Murray on them sometimes. Give them different looks. You give them different looks. You know, and you have, and Bruce Brown, the other Brown. Hold on. They got two Browns. One is Braun, but they said it's Brown. Pronounced Brown, yeah. Yeah, so you throw all that on them, that starts to wear a player down. I don't care how good you are. 
I think Jimmy Butler is just wearing down in general because he's so much minutes and all that he's been doing this year player. I think he's just wearing down. He's not yeah, he's he old. He's like thirty four or I think thirty two. I think he's just starting to wear down a little. And 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 you know that's what it what and then even though they was in Miami, like it's so true that players been saying for years about that Denver altitude. <laughs> yeah. They go up there and you know it it hits them. You can see that in game one. A lot of the heat shots were real short. Yeah, not because they legs were feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm looking forward to the end of this series. Like I said, what they got, Friday and Monday? Yeah. Yeah, so, so by the next time we do an episode, I think it'll be a new NBA champion. Yeah, so I think we can end it here, given our predictions. What would you say? Nuggets in five? Nuggets in five. Now you what you say? Now I'm gonna go Nuggets in six. I think the Miami Heat probably win tonight. Not tonight. On Friday night, game four. Extend the series another game. Then Denver wins at home, goes and ends it out in Miami. Hey, we'll see. We all, you know, all we do is make a choice, make a uh, prediction. So, mm-hmm. all right. Anything so we you want to say? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just want to say Rich Pod episode. We appreciate you watching. Interact. Shoot us an email. You know, let us know any conversation. And um, you know, remember what we like to do is we always say, you know, keep God first, and everything else will follow. We out of here. Agreed. All right. Yep. Peace.